Oh, well. Best not to think too deeply on this one, right? You just got to keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Michael, before next fall, you're in need of a serious attitude adjustment, young man. Your ass will be purple before the day is over. It's dazed and confused. Welcome to the Center Cut. I am Michael. Yeah, and I'm Dave, man. Today we have comedian and fellow podcaster John Montag with us. John, yo. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. Appreciate you being mm-hmm. on. Uh, now, I mentioned you're a fellow podcaster. Your show that you co-host is called That Rules. Uh, you want to tell the listeners about it? It's a really in-depth name. We like to discuss politics and, you know, global warming and all the in-depth stuff, and also just boogers and boners half the time, too. But uh, no, it's uh, me and uh, a <laughs> fellow comic, uh, Matt Peoples. We're two Philly, South Jersey area comics. The podcast used to be called Handsome Idiots, and we ducked out on the name like cowards. And then everyone <laughs> that told us it was a dumb name came on and was like, I like the old name better. We're like, come on, man. <laughs> we rebranded and everything. But no, it's yeah. a fun podcast. We've been doing it for a little while now. Yeah, it's good stuff. And you also, I know I mentioned you're a comedian. You do stand up in, in the Philly, uh, South Jersey area. Uh, as yep. a Massachusetts resident, Nick Foles can eat a bag of dicks. So let's get that out of the way. <laughs> first and foremost. Bang, bang, bird gang, baby. <laughs> yeah. How's that, how's that going? Uh, the Eagles, it's going pretty good. No, great. no, not the fucking uh, <laughs> Eagles. Your stand up. They released a new uniform today. I don't know if you saw that. Philadelphia is losing their shit right now. <laughs> uh, no, stand up's going great. It's. Uh, I've been uh, in the Philly. I started out in Harrisburg, PA, Central PA, middle of nowhere, a couple of years, about six years ago. And I've been in the Philly, South Jersey scene, trying to, you know, make a name for myself and have some fun at the same time. So it's a good time. If you ever are at a South Jersey pub and you see comedy written on chalk on a <laughs> shitty wall, just go check it out. Maybe me or my friends. Who knows? <laughs> I love it. Everyone, after listening today, I know they're going to love you, John. They should check out uh, both your podcast and you. Where where should they go? Where, what's your social? Uh, easiest one is just Montag Comedy on Instagram. That's the main one. I keep everything kind of shows and any other podcasts I've done or promoting my podcast too all goes on there. And then That Rules Pod uh, on Instagram also. Awesome. And uh, links will be in the show notes for anyone interested. But uh, Dave, I know we're, we're not here to talk all just about John the entire time, though uh, I'm, I'm happy to do so. What are we actually doing here today, Dave? Well, we watched the first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes of Dazed and Confused, which is another surprising one that neither of us have seen. We are going to recap the ends, and then we'll get quizzed on the middle by John here. See if we can figure out the middle. I love it. Dazed and Confused is a period piece taking place in the mid-70s. Can I call it a period joint? It just, it fits so perfectly here. It's a period joint. It also sounds terrible at the same time. It does, yeah. (laughs) Sounds like what they played in middle school. I'm having a lot of pain (laughs) in this particular area. I think I might have a joint. Welcome to middle school anatomy class. We're going to play your period joint. You guys are going to learn a little bit about your bodies. (laughs) Can't wait to get home tonight and have a period joint. Today's been rough. Yeah. PMS, THC, it's all about them letters. <laughs> it was released, uh, Days and Confused was, was released in 1993, written and directed by Richard Linklater, and I 
am a boyhood stan, but this is a very different movie. Uh, well, maybe not as different as it is on the surface. It stars a bunch of young, now famous people, maybe most notably Matthew McConaughey and a small part for Ben Affleck. It was a slacker at the box office, but is apparently one of the most iconic cult classics ever. People are always surprised when we haven't seen this yet. And it has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. It's funny, when you guys sent me the list, this was the one that grabbed my eye first. I was like, all right, I'm just going to assume it's two white guys in there. I'm going to guess late 30s or late 20s, early 30s. There's no way they haven't seen this movie. And that's what Mm -hmm. blew my mind. Glad I was a big piece of trash that was like, I ain't never seen no other films. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into the recaps, Dave. Fine. Intro credits. Start rolling in as Sweet Emotion by Aerosmith also fades in. And we see a bunch of what I would consider typical end of school year clips from a lot of movies like this. We're seeing a parking lot with, and we immediately see the time frame because we see a GTO driving slowly through the parking lot. Sick. Dude working on a paddle in woodshop to <laughs> slap teens in their, um, young young teens in their ass, I would assume. I guess we'll find out more later. <laughs> Some non-white kids playing dice, you know, the usual. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was interesting. But class is starting up and the bell rings. We do learn that this is the last day of school in May of 1976. In what world is the last day of school in May? I have that in my notes. It says, when the fuck did high school year end in May? Well, that's what's weird, too. So this movie is set in Austin, Texas, but there is nothing. It might be the only movie set in Texas that doesn't endlessly reference Texas throughout the whole fucking movie. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, in the in the fifteen minutes on either end, I don't I don't know that we noticed anything that was like a clear. Oh, this is Texas. Yeah, except for reference. maybe Matthew McConaughey's accent. But even right. that's pushing it. Maybe just Matthew McConaughey in general. <laughs> true. Yeah, I think he just transcends Texas now. You're like he's just everything below Kentucky at this point. <laughs> is his voice? Yeah, it's a good point. Accurate. Yeah, but this this montage, Dave, at the beginning, it this movie so far is everything that I am not. Like there's there's the girl with weed droppings on her fingers. Dudes have long hair. This one guy's eating an apple. Oh, one guy's eating an apple <laughs> and wearing overalls, no less. The mess that that girl was making rolling joints. <laughs> God, it was fucking everywhere. Yeah, but that was the like, wild wild west of joints. That was. There's a good yeah. chance whatever she was rolling wasn't weed. So true. <laughs> like true. I'm also, it was tough watching that intro and then seeing a reflection of myself in the mirror and realize I've just tried to age into every character in this movie now. Yeah. <laughs> this is my midlife crisis. <laughs> you do have an, an older Randall Pink Floyd look. Yeah, it's, I've gotten all of them recently and it's never like, you know who you look like? Bradley Cooper or Matthew McConaughey when he was good looking. Like, no, it's like the worst version. That's the one. <laughs> you know who you look like? Mike. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like his giant fucking head just a mic. and his weird hair. His head is huge. <laughs> That's why I had to grow the hair out because I have mm. a melon as well. I respect okay. it. Okay. All right. Good. I understand now. <laughs> but we do, as I mentioned, we meet our, our main character I would consider to be Randall Pink Floyd. Pink is a nickname mm-hmm. uh, from what I've gathered. He kisses the love interest from Big Daddy. Ah, that's where I recognize it Which from. Was, okay. That's the love interest from my childhood, man. <laughs> Ooh, 
She was in everything I was obsessed with. Pretty much this and Big Daddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think like mid nineties, she was she like randomly had like a period of three years where she. She's was the one that everyone. I always confuse her with Jennifer Tilly because they both had like weird but hot voices in the nineties. Mm-hmm. So I always got them mixed yeah. up in my head. Yeah, I do like her, but her her smile is a little bit too jokery for me. Oh, okay. I'm more of a Bane guy myself. I like a lady yeah. in a mask. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. COVID must have been fucking. You must have been just hard the whole time. <laughs> but they are all excited about some some party. He's going to meet her at a party later tonight after he gets up to some trouble with the boys, I guess. And on his way to class... He runs into a few other people. They stop and say hello to the pothead of the school, I would assume, named Slater. And he's just like the quintessential high all the time guy yep. that you see in, in most of these the movies that came out that are based around this time period. What's funny, too, is this wasn't one of the questions I'll ask, but that guy, I just had his name up. He went on to be a cop in CSI. So he really? went from like one of the most <laughs> iconic. It's like Ice T going from writing a song yeah, "Cop Killer" to being a cop longer than he yeah. was a rapper. <laughs> yeah. So Slater's also excited about the party later tonight, but they all head to class. Randy stops just outside of class to chat with Mike and Tony, two other characters that we meet. Both of them seem pretty nerdy. They're like his kind of nerdy-ish friends, but he's kind of popular and like the quarterback of the team, so I don't really understand. They're probably neighbors. That's what I was going to say. I think that they had that real, like they grew up in a uh, cul-de-sac together type vibe. They had to play with each Like their mom made, like Randall's mom made him drive those two to school. Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) I I could get behind that for sure. And they do have Cynthia who comes out. She asks if they're going to be playing poker tonight, but Randy says, nah, we're going We're going to a party, and they all get excited about it. Tony also takes this opportunity to tell Mike about a dream he had last night where he almost fucked a hot babe with the head of Abraham Lincoln. I don't understand why this was even a part of the movie, but moving on. Don, who I'm going to call the overalls boy because he's wearing overalls, and I don't know why, comes to give Randy a delivery And this delivery is a commitment letter that he needs to sign from the coach of the football team, basically saying that he won't do drugs or drink alcohol or do anything illegal. There's their Texas box they checked off. They're like, all right, (laughs) football. (laughs) Football. Yeah. But they want him to commit to the fact that he's going to be a good boy over the summer so they have a chance at winning the championship next year. I know this is like the big plot point of the movie if if you consider that there is even is a plot but i just don't understand i don't understand what the big deal is like just sign the damn paper you can still drink and smoke if you really want to like yeah, it's not, but it's so much cooler if you're doing it that's against what, actually it's cooler to break your promise. that's what i'm saying yeah. yeah yeah damn promise breaking was so cool back in the day <laughs> <laughs> yeah still is it's just yeah. a piece of paper still is. i don't understand just you're being weird yeah. pink He's being really weird. It's just like, get off your goddamn high horse, bud, and just sign the stupid thing. I like to think what they didn't touch on is, since it's the last day of school, we haven't seen what he's like as a student. I think they tried to write a more heartfelt movie, and he's actually illiterate, and he's just ashamed (laughs) that he can't read the form. And he's like, I mean, I don't want to consent to something I can't read. (laughs) He's dyslexic. He thought it said, do drink. Yeah, shortly after, in a scene later, Tony has to read it to him. That's You're right. True. He can't read. <laughs> These writers, they, they they left a lot on the editing room floor in this one. <laughs> like yeah. context, location. 
But he goes the whole rest of the movie having this little like I'm not signing this without having my lawyer look at it first type of attitude, and it's Which, really fucking. The guy obnoxious. Tony, who looks very Jewish, probably would have been his lawyer. <laughs> probably yep. he can read. Yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> it's really all you need. Yeah, but cut to a wood shop where they're making bongs. Okay. The teacher's just like sitting at the front of class, just doesn't give two shits because it's the last day, so they've also checked the fuck out. I still I love it. They they still it's the last day and they still have the power tools running. <laughs> I feel like yeah, those yeah. are packed. Oh, the yeah. woodshop teacher is packing up in like April. <laughs> He's like Gone. All right, guys, we're just gonna build stuff and wood burn it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's just because they had to leave everything out so Benny could finish his paddle to beat up middle True. schoolers. With a shark bite out of the side of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why do these guys want to spank middle aged boys so much? Uh, yeah. It's, it, is concerning but i'll tell you what this this worried me seeing this movie like in middle school i was like this is what it's going to be like and then i remember like last day of eighth grade because our eighth grade was the middle school and then the high school started at nine people did drive like a loop around there and were just yelling and honking their horns and i remember we were all like oh no it's that was like our 9-11 two years before (laughs) (laughs) 9-11 that was our 9 <laughs> I just remember being uh, like, it's yeah. gonna, and then nothing happened. Like, <laughs> like this is it. This is the but end. Imagine being 18 and you could do anything. You have a license. You can go anywhere you want. And you're like, let's go pick on my brother's friends. <laughs> yeah. Let's go pick on some 12 year olds. This will be good. Somehow it makes it even weirder that they're using like a special paddle rather than their hands. Like I would rather they use their hands and just sort of like slap <laughs> Yeah. So as I said, they Randy and his friends kind of make a huge deal about the letter, you know, the man putting them down and making them sign shit saying that they're all they want you to do is not be happy. And we have all these things that can make us happy and they just want us to be miserable. And it's just like, how dare someone ask them not to break laws? <laughs> the The nerve. <laughs> I mean, we're just trying to be cool, guys. Come on. <laughs> cool teens. I got a yeah. lot of angst, and grunge hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know we all look like we're going to be in Nirvana in this movie, but... <laughs> I have so much teen spirit, but it, I just don't know what it smells like. <laughs> I could taste it, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I could taste it. tastes like teen spirit? I don't know. So the guys join up. It's overalls, Randy, Paddle Boy, and uh, they go to torment some, some middle schoolers. They use the loudspeaker that is built into this man's pickup truck to address the middle schoolers while they are still in school to basically say, like, we're going to beat the shit out of you, but we'll only do it once if you come out after school today. Otherwise, this summer's going to suck ass for you. That's just the makings of a good businessman right there. That's just when he gets out of there, he's going to he's gonna drink his way through college. He's going to fall ass backwards into selling used Hondas. That's... <laughs> It is good marketing. He knows how to put yeah. a deal out there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, the teacher for these middle schoolers just thinks this is hilarious, which is also <laughs> extremely concerning. <laughs> He's just like smiling, just like, oh, this is, ha ha, this is so funny. He these relates it die. to his experience in Nam. <laughs> oh, yes, in Nam. Yep. 50 of them went in, 25 came out. Back. <laughs> <laughs> that's just sage advice. As they were heading there, I forgot to mention Jody Kramer, who her brother is a middle schooler, Mitch, stops them to ask that they don't go too hard on her little brother. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll be really nice. But then they're, I, they decide they're going to be extra mean to him because he's Jody's brother. Uh, and then they sexually assault her while she's walking away, but that's nothing. 
it's whatever. That's an old Austin, Texas goodbye, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's an old Austin, Texas goodbye. I could just slap his girl in the ass, I right? Mean, you yeah, want to steer fine. to get him moving, you got to get a little tap on the butt. <laughs> um, Mitch is a bad actor. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that's that bullet point. Just the most nose bridge touching in the history of film. <laughs> really? It was. Oh, it was, that, maybe that's a middle chunk thing. Never mind. I've spoiled the movie for you guys. <laughs> yep, that's it. Now we know all in of In the it. middle of it, they basically are just, the director had to be like, we need you to look anxious. So he just kept going. Ah, ah, Weird. Okay. <laughs> Go to. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It was, it was rough watching some of those early seeds. It's pretty rough. Yeah. But uh, as the boys return back to high school, they run into their coaches. One of them comes over to rag on them and make sure that they stay in shape over the summer and hikes his shorts up to make sure they can see his balls yeah. nice and clearly. After the whole Sandusky uh, thing, that, that scene just <laughs> makes me very uncomfortable. Didn't age well. Yeah. No. If, if those socks were any higher, they would be chafing his balls. Oh, my God. Yeah, they would think they were chasing his shorts up his leg. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I watched it actually as they got higher as he hiked his shorts up. Yeah. Their socks just instinctively went higher <laughs> head coach decides to yell at him again about the letter telling randy you know gotta have it on my desk by the end of the day i see the people you've been hanging out with they're trash <laughs> it's very interesting yeah i wanted to see how, like if they just let that that guy go there he's like you know that one doesn't have a dad you're like jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> fred shows up no one really cares about Fred and his character, except the fact that it seems like he's a previous senior who flunked and is sticking around for another year. But he's still excited to go beat up middle schoolers. It's his favorite part of the year. He probably failed on purpose, so he could do this. And also, it's Ben Affleck. O'Banion. So at this point, Overalls and Randy head back into class. Uh, Overalls tries to seduce another student and coax her out of class so they can go get naked somewhere. Then when she declines, he tries to seduce the teacher. But I would have, too, because the hottest character in this whole show, I think, is this teacher. And probably was the same age as the kids playing students in it. Like, yes. They, yeah. they were all 26. I consider her to be way hotter than every other person I saw yeah. in this movie. That was one of the things that astonished me, too, because like I was watching it. And I in the beginning, I was like, oh, who was like the main like love interest? Or who's the one that you're like, oh, that was the hottest one? And then it's like all the girls, they're all attractive, all the seniors, but it's like that now I'm getting into muddy waters there, putting ages on them. <laughs> and then, I mean, wait wait till they go to the middle school. Yeah. Whoa, boy. <laughs> and then you see them all next to each other. You're just like, oh, all right. There's no like yeah. starlets in this movie. There's no Wendy Peppercorn yeah. in there. Let's say that. <laughs> Back to the middle school. Mitch and his friends are speculating about how big high school breasts are. And then we cut back to the high school and the bell rings as School's Out by Alice Cooper fades in. And that is the end of our first 15 minutes. Yeah. So the right when it cuts, the teacher is talking about how the country was f- founded by dudes who like didn't want to follow the rules because they thought yeah, the rules were Yeah, because it's the bicentennial, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah 76. Mm-hmm. That's right. Maybe it's kind of goofy, but I think they put that in there and they kind of tie this around like 76 and all that stuff it, because I think the point the movie's trying to make is like our forefathers didn't follow the rules if they didn't believe in them so if you don't want to be an old dork with socks up to your scrotum Ooh. don't sign the paper just don't because if you don't believe in that rule don't do it just roll a doobie with your pals and stay out past midnight yeah fucking like Ben Franklin would have, wouldn't have signed a letter telling him not to smoke weed that's what i'm saying so I think, i'm pretty sure all those guys you? signed a letter and sent it back to their coach and they were like yo we all quit dude <laughs> yeah that's a very good point okay. we're gonna start our own team 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, King George is like, I see the people you fucks been hanging out with. You need to get your shit together. And they're like, you know what? Matthew McConaughey is cooler than you. We're out. So is, is Matthew McConaughey a Native American in this? I analogy? think he is in everything, but without trying to be. He would tell yeah. you he's part Navajo, I bet you. <laughs> That's true. He seems like one of those white guys that's like, I'm one-tenth Cherokee. Like, yeah, no, yeah, not, yeah. Dude. But the last 15 minutes begins at 1 hour, 21 minutes, and 54 seconds. And we are at a woods party. Viva la woods parties. Is this the party we were talking about earlier? Does this whole movie take place in one day? I think so. Is it just one day? So. so, yeah, that I was talking to my buddy, telling him I was coming on here, and we were talking about it, and he said he saw like a top five best uh one day movies and this was i think like number two in there i mean there's nothing in the middle that would change this and nothing at the end it is a movie of just scenes that's <laughs> kind of all it is like it's you could probably remove chunks of it like the middle of it and <laughs> from what you guys watched you kind of get the whole movie <laughs> like mm-hmm. You guys didn't miss much. I'll tell you that. You missed a lot, but not much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole the plot of this movie is him filling out that piece of paper, and he still hadn't done it at the end, and yeah. got given it in the beginning. So, and they even keep referencing that through the middle. They continually reference it, but you just kind of don't care. Yeah. This is also a movie like when I first saw it, it came out on. It was always on uh, Comedy Central on like Saturday mornings, so you would always catch it like in chunks. And it was kind of the best movie for that. Like every Ben Stiller movie is kind of like that too. You're like, yeah, I can mm. miss a middle part to go make a sandwich and miss, you know, a commercial break and a whole yeah. scene and not really lose the story. And you guys recommended watching it on Tubi, which is perfect because they cut it up in commercials too because I'm cheap. Yep. So oh, yeah. I was able to go get sandwiches and snacks and it was good. <laughs> that explains how <laughs> you and Michael got, got together. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah it was i think even in our first 15 minutes it that stupid letter gets referenced four or five times yeah. well like seven different people pick it up i think you guys missed that in the middle a little bit too there's more of him throwing it uh, and his okay. friends just playing retriever and they're like i'm gonna go get it for him <laughs> but we're at the party mike is all riled up about something talking about a dominant male monkey motherfucker tony's chilling with a girl named sabrina Good for Tony. But Mike grabs a beer and he pours it on some dude's head and he gets a solid punch in, but then it's on from there and the dude gets the best of Mike easily, takes him to the ground, beats him pretty good in a, in a high school way. There's very little blood, but yeah, he gets beat up. That girl Tony's hanging out with is young. So that's really a young? big, big scene you guys did miss that gives more context. She's an incoming freshman, much like oh, Mitch. Oh, Tony. Okay. Yeah. So that's But weird. I guess Tony's going into <laughs> so senior that's... year, so he could be 16, 17. And he's, he looks yeah. smart. He could have skipped a grade. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's fair. <laughs> so there's a whole scene of the incoming freshman girls getting hazed that you guys just missed. Uh, all right, we get some Skinnerd. Tuesday's gone. Happy Gilmore used it better. But we see that the keg is tapped. Party's over. We see Mitch. Mitch is here. He's drunk and... Like, I'm well aware that I was a square and didn't, I didn't drink until the summer after high school, which is, I know is late. That is, but eighth that's grade. later than me, which is surprising. Eighth grade? Is that, am I, am I like, am I being an old man right now thinking eighth grade is really young? 
No, I, I, mean, I think the first time I drank was also eighth grade. Really? It feels yeah, young so to be at a right. senior party. Yeah. I don't like, think I feel I went... like most like middle schoolers that that drank was like, I got together with my other middle schooler friends when one of our parents went away and we stole something out of the liquor cabinet. I think of because of this movie, though, it gave us all hope that if we started the night like that, that we would end up at a moon tower party in the woods. Yeah, that just like something cool would happen. Yeah, yeah. but it never. It usually ended up with us watching this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> but we get to meet him, young Matthew McConaughey. He's here finally. <laughs> I I was worried that he was only in the middle because I know he was in this moment. That's, that's one thing when I, about when I started sending it, but... you questions. I was like, oh man, you guys are so close to never having seen him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he strikes a match on the bottom of his boot and says, all right. And it's probably the coolest introduction of any character we've ever met in the history of ever. <laughs> it's also not the introduction of him. I love it. No, it's the introduction, our, our introduction of him. Also, another another check for the box for Texas of lighting a fucking match <laughs> on his boot. Yeah. I don't know. That's got Albuquerque vibes to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Good point. But his name is Wooderson. Dumb name. But he's got front row tickets to see Aerosmith in 76 when they weren't even a joke yet too. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Pink Wooderson, eyebrows, overall kid, Slater, Simone, that's uh that's Pink's love interest and some other chick head to the school to smoke a joint on the 50-yard line of the football field. Why not? Grass on grass on grass on grass. I mean, that's still a dream of mine. I have not yet to achieve it and I live a mere quarter of a mile from a football field i could do it right now and i'm still too much of a coward <laughs> can we imagine though what the scene would be like if the cop showed up and you were on a, the, the high school football field just by myself all, doing all these field. doing all the lines from the movie yeah i'm just hanging out oh. you don't understand i'm just l-i-v-i-n it's a reenactment they're just like we got another mcconaughey yeah. <laughs> Got another one. It's the sixth one this week. Every time these idiots grow their hair long, they think they can go do this. Then you throw on your black trench coat and walk off the field and throw throw one arm up and the yeah. fucking song for Breakfast Club plays you out and it's like, oh God, here we go again. But they're they're messing around and McConaughey goes to the car to get some papers, presumably for Doobie Rolling. We cut away from them for a bit. Mike chats with Cynthia. I, I think that's her name. And he won't admit that he got his ass kicked. He's like, well... When people tell about it, they're just going to say it was like a brawl, right? They just sure, got the brawl. Sure, but you threw <laughs> sure, one punch sure, and then got fucking beat to shit and yeah. then almost cried after. He did almost cry after. Yep. My dude, Tony, drops Sabrina at her house and they kiss. After nice breakfast, too. He, he mm-hmm. says uh, after nothing like a piling on pancakes and sausage after a night of beer drinking. Mm. What a suave Romeo he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wasn't talking about breakfast sausage, you know? Yeah. <laughs> She was 13. <laughs> uh, good joke. Yeah. But she's at least a little bit better looking than Honest Abe, right? Like, he's a five. She's at least a five and a half. Yeah. If they were the same age, she would be out of his league. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was talking about Abe Lincoln, not him as the five. I know you were talking about Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But back to McConaughey. He has found the football paper that Pink's supposed to sign, and he launches into a speech about how Pink should just do what he wants to do and just keep on living. L-I-V-I-N. They all share their opinion on it. And I'm sure that overall eyebrow man's whole quote about like wanted to look back and say I had as much fun as I could while I was stuck in this place. That's probably plastered many a yearbook over the years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the cops are here. Oh, shit. 
more on that in a bit, but we cut away from that as soon as the cops show up. Yeah, they gave in really quick too. They yeah. didn't even attempt to run. I still I always say that. I was like that I think that's the perfect bachelor party if they get married. Someone that gets married in their forties, you hire fake cops to chase you all night while you drink in the woods. I think that is possibly the best bachelor party ever. You guys that was like the thrill, like have half of it was running. It's like True. I, I don't think they chased too much. <laughs> but we cut to Mitch and whoever the fuck girl he's with, I don't know who she is, while we're serenaded by some seals and crofts. Say what you will about this movie, but the soundtrack fucks. It really does. It was that was in a good run of soundtracks because this was right before Forrest Gump or right after Forrest Gump. You could have that on this uh, wedding singer just after that. I mean, mm. it's a good run. I don't know why I couldn't think of a third movie in the wedding singer is what I went with. <laughs> mm, solid. Banger of an album, though. Mm. But they're making out on a blanket, and they, this kid's going to do big things in high school. If, if this is what he's doing in eighth grade, pff, lucky guy. Oh, Mitch is going to crush a little bit, or he's yep. going to get herpes real early. <laughs> or he's going to start drinking when he's 12 and throw his whole life away. Yeah, he's I'll be the problem. only adult on the podcast, guys. Fine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Talking about how cool this damn kid is. He's going to end up working in a McDonald's for the rest of his life. But who the fuck cares? At least he fucked some girls when he was 15. Yeah, yeah. And that girl's going to come in with her family to get me on these. Remember me? Admit. Remember? <laughs> We made. We, we, I remember that time we made out on the blanket. You that bl- I still have that blanket. I, Jesus Christ, I still smell bitch. it every night before bed. But it is morning now, and the coach with short shorts is here to yell at Pink and Eyebrow Guy. This coach is like the D-rate Texas football version of Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights. Was that short shorts coach? That wasn't head coach. I think they all were. All of them had short shorts. shorts. Yeah. Well, yeah. Did you see no, the lumpy head third coach, guy. Head coach in the beginning was wearing pants. I paid attention. Uh, yeah, they were like a that. shitty bell bottom, even like a coach's bell bottom. <laughs> They're made by McGregor or Wilson or something. <laughs> <laughs> but Pink throws the paper at him and says, "I might play ball, but I'll never sign that." Fucking <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, it's right up there with "I don't want your life," <laughs> like another <laughs> Texas football movie. Uh, like, oh. Uh, <sighs> It's so much okay writing, and that's what you build up to. Like, that was your moment. You could have saved it right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get, I, I just, I don't get the moral of this movie. Like, I get that there not, isn't one. There's no plot. Well, I, there's yeah, no moral. There there's nothing. There, I think they're, the, John the said it best. It's a bunch of scenes about kids <laughs> that make you feel nostalgic for what you wish your high school was like. That's it. That's I kind of love it for that reason, too. I kind of love that it's just a movie for movie's sake. It's not like there's no moral. There's no like, and then through the power of teamwork, the team, <laughs> I hope they went undefeated next. Or they went totally <laughs> defeated the next year. Yeah, they lost. That would be great. Days and Confused 2, they go 0 and 9. <laughs> I think, no, but. I think though that the I think that the point the movie is trying to make is like you don't have to follow rules. Just don't if they're not worth following, don't follow them. You yeah. ride your own path. But like the people that they show Pink hanging out with are losers. Like Wooderson and Slater are burnouts. They're not going to have a great life. And okay, and you can argue like is is being a high school football coach the epitome of L I V I N? No, but I'm sure he's had a positive impact on like many kids over the years. Isn't that worth? Something? I still like I, to think that he's never won a game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably. 
He's too focused on the little There's commitment There's got to be shitty teams in Texas, too. We keep seeing these movies about all the good teams. They can't There has be to good. be, statistically, right. there's got to be dog shit football teams in Texas. <laughs> They're not always playing teams out of state. They have to. There has to be teams in Texas who lose. Yeah. Yep. It's this guy's team. All right. Yeah. I, I don't know. Anyway, Mitch arrives home. Finally, I don't know why I noticed this, but the door to his house is filthy. It's just got yeah. SpaghettiO stains but that's, on it. I don't understand. I think it's uh, dog scratches from the dog trying to oh, go outside. Okay. So very authentic. Tra- not like trashy, but not, you know, upper class. Riding that okay. middle class dream. Mm, yeah. It's like we could paint the door, but we got, all, we got no time for that. But his mom lets him off easy, and we see him sink into bed, headphones on, blasting some fog hat. We then cut to Wooderson, Pink, Slater, and Simone driving down the open highway, smoking, laughing, L-I-V-I-N, and fade to black. That is Dazed and Confused. Before we get into the questions that John was gracious enough to come up with, come up with, yeah, come up with, that's how you say it. Sure. That was that was weird how you like got tripped up on that statement. I don't know. Before we get into those questions, though, I we need you to sign the paper and listen to our center commercial. Sign it. I want it on my desk by the end of the day. I'll never sign this paper. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by the Center Cut. Michael and Dave. That's us. It's us. We brought it to you. We did. We did. We did. We've we did. done it. But because we've done it, you need to do something. And that's go rate and review us on whatever podcast catcher you're using. Go throw a rating and a review in there. Please. I, I know Dave was very demanding there. I'm I'm like the panhandler on the side of the road being, please, Mm-mm. please, nope. some more stars. We've tried that. Please. We've tried that? No. Do it. I'm like that fucking Shia LaBeouf meme. Do it. And then after you do it, I can say, good girl. Hmm. I know you're into that. I don't like. I don't like that. <laughs> don't like that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And as always, if you have feedback, send it to thecentercutcast at gmail dot com. Plus, you can go check out all our socials. Eh. We've been posting some great have stuff. We? TikTok. We've been posting some great stuff. Excuse me. Excuse me. We sir. haven't posted anything to Instagram in fucking like a month. Fine. Don't check out the <laughs> socials. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. All right, are we ready for the questions now? Yeah, let's get into the questions. John, uh, I know you came up with some questions here um, yes. about the middle that we didn't see. I'm very excited to answer these. I'm feeling not that confident, but I still know I'm going to beat Dave, as usual. All right. I don't know. I'm feeling pretty good about a lot of these. Uh, all right, so uh, what is the name of the pool hall that they hang out at for just one scene? <laughs> is it A, the Emporium, B, Rackham and Breakums, C, the Corner Pocket, or D, Hot Shots Billiards. I think if this isn't Rackham and Breakums, I'm going to be so sad that I have to make that my okay. answer. I don't know if I agree. It's such a great um, name. Long-time listeners bar. know the drill. I, I have to SAT this shit down to 50-50. So Hot Shots is a bar like 15 minutes away from me that exists. And one time my friend Nick, who is in a wheelchair, got a bunch of rowdy dudes to buy us multiple pitchers of beer because they thought he was in a war. So that was cool. And no offense to you, John, but I can smell the made-upness of Rackham and Breakums a mile away. There's no way that's it, Dave. So I have narrowed it down to the Emporium and the Corner Pocket, and I would go to a place called the Corner Pocket. So C, final answer, Corner Pocket. Well, I'm going to throw this out there. I think I should quit my day job and get into naming (laughs) pool halls. 
Because the true answer is A, the Emporium. Wow. I came up with the rest. <laughs> They're all better than the Emporium. Right? And also, yep. Hot Shots was a bar in my town, too. There you go. <laughs> they used Probably to have a bar shitty punk rock town. shows there. <laughs> I was going to put another option in there for Breakline Billiards. That was the billiards hall that my shitty band was allowed to play at. But I didn't want to put too many options in there. But shout out Breakline Billiards that went under 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That one got me so excited when I wrote that down. I was like, <laughs> I am a comedic genius. Yes. <laughs> and it's just it. me stealing it from that old viral video. Of just rack them, rack ball. I don't know if you remember that one. <laughs> nope. All know. right. Well, that must, must be a Philly thing. Yeah. Add that yeah. to your list. It's a guy talking about playing pool, and he's just he's a crackhead. Um, he's probably West <laughs> Philly now that I think about it. <laughs> rack mm. Willie is his name. Love it. Okay, some of your Rack listeners have to know Rack and Willie is. I'm sure they do. Some Rack does. ball. All right, sorry. <laughs> All right, nothing, nothing. All right, nothing, nothing. Who is the only cast member to play a superhero in both a DC and a Marvel movie? All right, to this date, the only two superhero movies I've ever seen are the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and the Dark Knight. And okay. I only saw Spider-Man because it's what played on the bus headed to the casino. That's the that's the correct answer for Spider-Man's. I'm not a way. superhero guy. Even despite all that, I know that this is Ben Affleck, yo. It's easy. Thank you for giving us some softballs, John, but Ben Affleck. Okay, so I also know it's Ben Affleck for four Damn points. It. Can you make him name which superheroes? Oh, yeah. Batman is yeah. the DC one. Okay. And the Marvel one is... The, it just came out this year. It's like fucking Daredevil or something. It didn't just come out this year. But yeah, Daredevil wow. That correct. sentence went from completely wrong to absolutely <laughs> right at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it came out years ago. Like 2010. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> that's that's like last week. So he has a huge part in the middle, which I don't think oh, I asked okay. any questions about. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. We'll get back to it. Who knows? Okay, well, anyway, 1-1. One, one. We'll All right, 1-1. One and wait, no bonus points. You you said he gets bonus points if you can name him, and you got it. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got well, the year I said I said it should right. be for both of us, but I guess if you want to get no, points, why would you fine. get bonus points for me? Get, get, get the hell out of here. It's two to one. <laughs> why should you get? Oh, uh, fine. Whatever. You offer fine, it up, bitch. That's your. Point. You guys should That's kiss. Fight no, for it. Kiss fight. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. Your screens are right next I'll to each other. Right? Oh, am points. I in the middle? Oh no. <laughs> I'll give him the points. He can have them. All right. Next question. What position does Mitch play in his Little League baseball game? Bonus points if you can guess his team's name. So I think Mitch plays pitcher, and I think the name of the team is the Blazers. Okay. You should not get a full point because you don't play pitcher. You just fucking pitch. But that is, that's the first Pitcher part is answer. a position. Shut up. What and are you talking about? He partakes about? in the activity can we, of pitching. Can we please <laughs> subtract points for Michael for saying that if you play pitcher, you're not a pitcher? No one has ever the said that. No one has ever called... said, I play pitcher. Okay. Just, I'm just saying. I'd say like that. a like a four-year-old might say, I get to play yeah. pitcher. Maybe. <laughs> not Mitch. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. But anyway, that is reference in the first 15. Oh, shit. It is reference in the first 15? Oh, just that he pitches. Barely. We don't know the team name. Damn it. He but... does say it. But I'm, I'm going to say the Armadillos. All right. Well, you're both wrong. And it's a very hated team of mine growing up a Philadelphia Phillies fan. He is on the Braves. And the only reason I noticed okay. it is I was like, I would have dressed up as him for Halloween if he wasn't wearing fucking Braves gear. Because <laughs> I would have had like cousins and friends that would have beat the shit out of me if yeah, I walked yeah. around in Braves mm -hmm. gear. So mm -hmm. that's yeah. Fair. And so, all right. So we get a point for Pitcher. Yes. But uh, see again, I didn't. I forgot that. That's just okay. tough. I forgot that they. 
Turns out they're a little bit better at writing this movie than they thought. Foreshadowing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what cast member gets a shotgun pulled on them right as he's about to paddle an incoming freshman? I don't know his name, but I think it's that curly-haired douche who made the paddle in Woodshop. The one who looks like if Danny Masterson was chubby and didn't sexually assault people. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, okay. He's the one that the speaker built into his car. Yes. Saying. Okay. Yes. Yep. Benny. That's my guess. Benny. That's okay. Benny. I didn't, yeah. Okay, Benny. I don't even remember the names. There's too many fucking people in this movie. <laughs> I was originally going to say Benny, but one is that I need to make up some ground. And two is that you said he's such a big part of the middle of the movie. I'm going to go ahead and say Ben Affleck's character who joins him in the paddling. It's probably Benny. I'm just giving it to you. It's Ben Affleck. It is Benny, it. but it's Ben Affleck's character. Yes. So I should get a half a point. No. <laughs> Not even well, Let's let him argue his case. Hold on. He didn't even know the name. We gave him the name Benny. He explained it was the curly haired, the curly redhead guy who made the paddle. Not Ben Affleck. It's, he looks All like right. if the guy from Home Alone was a redheaded stepchild. Like of, Marv. He, like, yeah, he yeah, would have been yeah, Marv. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He, so Ben Affleck uh, goes to paddle Mitch and Mitch's friend that looks like David Spade, who I thought was just David Spade as a child. <laughs> Could have been David Spade. I, I didn't do the math that David Spade was like 36 when they made this movie. <laughs> yeah. If you told me that was David Spade, I was like, yep. Right. I heard, yep. I heard it was his son. That was probably that definitely pre-internet was a rumor that went around. That was David Spade's illegitimate kid. Yeah. Uh, they right. get chased all the way to that kid's front door. And Ben Affleck is like, I got this one, boys. You mosey on down the way because we're in Texas. <laughs> and uh, he's like, he's winding up real hard and rises about the swing. Door flies open. The mom's got the double barrel shotgun pointed right at him. Cut to later on. I don't think I had a question about this. They get him back by dumping paint on him from a, a roof. Right before he gets the paint dumped on him, he goes, the first lick is for your mother. And then paint <laughs> drops on him revenge was had and nice. he snaps his paddle and storms off in a car that is only primer painted <laughs> that always bothered me i think i saw that the like that gray like muscle car that he yeah he shows up at the school that's the one scene we saw him and he shows up at the school and he's like you gotta drive i don't have enough gas yeah he can't finish anything painting a car high school <laughs> paddling mm. kids i don't think he ever actually hits a kid <laughs> So, yeah, because then he kind of he's out of the movie almost after the whole paint thing on him Interesting. Okay, what was delivered to Pickford's house that tipped the parents off that he was throwing a party? I think this is a keg. They were having a keg dropped off, getting delivered from you know liquor store, bar, whatever, and and getting the keg and tipped his parents off. Yeah, it is past the statute of limitation, so I will admit it. I once helped steal a keg of Killian's Irish Red. Ooh. From a bar for a party. I'm not condoning my actions. I was uh, a dumb 19-year-old. A crime so atrocious that they discontinued that beer a couple (laughs) years later. (laughs) If you're still drinking Killian's, you got a problem at this point. Yeah. We took that in a 12-pack of Zima. Who were you partying in 1982? (laughs) What the fuck? But, yeah, a keg of beer. What an idiot. That's the answer. Okay, yes. And I realize after asking that, it's such obviously the answer. Like, of course, it's a keg of beer. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, they're they're all at uh, at Pickford's house, which Pickford is like you only see him for a second in the beginning, yeah, just barely. He's yeah. the guy who's got a button down shirt with no shirt under it, and he's you see that when you were in high school, and you're like, I hate that, but I kind of want to be that guy, <laughs> but I never could. I was like a bird. Yep. 
He was the most attractive man in the movie. Yeah, real a real hunk. Well, aside from McConaughey, I was giving him his due. <laughs> I am McConaughey, but I can't I can't with the mustache. So the guy tries to play it off pretty cool. He walks out and he's like, uh, "Got a keg here," and he's like, "You sure it's for this one?" Like nodding to his parents, and the guy's like, "Oh, yep, must be the wrong Mister Pickford altogether." I'll see you later. And then his parents are just like, "Honey, unpack the car. We're gonna stay." And that just changes the whole plot. That's gotcha. like that's why it goes to the woods. Okay. Yeah, that's how it ends up in the woods. And there's a lot of cool scenes of Matthew McConaughey telling people, "No need to worry. There's something in the works. I'm also <laughs> going to be in True Detective in a couple of years." That's a bad McConaughey. I'm ashamed of that. <laughs> All right, so you both got that right. Tied still, right? <laughs> four to four. Yes, four to four. All right, here, who plays Pickford's girlfriend? Bonus points if you can name the franchise she went to, went on to star in. So I did look at the names of actors and actresses when I had to do my little intro about the movie. And I, I don't, I don't like, no, there was nothing that said Pickford's girlfriend. So I, that didn't tell me. But I, knew, I know some of the actors and actresses. And I think it's some chick named like Mila Jovovovo or something. Yep. You sound like a dirt bike starting up right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, famous dirt biker Mila. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of her name. I have absolutely no idea what she's in. I just, I'm not good with movies. Fast and Furious. That's my guess. Miva Jova Vova Vova. She went on to transition into Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah. She it's easier Vin to Diesel say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's right with Mila Jovovich. I recognized her almost immediately from Fifth Element as Lilu. Oh, yeah. But I do know that she also went on, if I remember correctly, to star in the Resident Evil movies. Correct. So that's Damn two it. points to you there. Oh, gross. Well, it's funny because watching it now, you're like, she she doesn't have a line in the entire movie. And yeah, so it's okay. just like standing there and looking pretty. Yeah. She's basically, yeah, she's a hot extra. And then at one point at the party, it pans her playing the guitar and singing a song. I don't really, I can't even <laughs> identify what the song was. <laughs> and they're talking about looking up into the clouds and aliens and George Washington was a cult leader, all this stuff. So that's her only line is singing that song. But then you remember, I was like, man, they didn't give her any lines. I was like, oh, well, at that point, she wasn't, you know, the star of Resident yeah. Evil. <laughs> yeah. I have to remember uh, that yeah. timelines and, exist. <laughs> yeah. And Fifth, Fifth Element probably. And Fifth Element, too yeah. too long after this. She also didn't have many lines in Fifth Element either. <laughs> no. Multipass? They really didn't. They didn't really trust her. Actually, come to think of it, Resident Evil, she's just killing things. <laughs> she's just a killing machine. I don't know if she's yeah. ever had a line of dialogue in a movie. <laughs> she's ever. never said a word in a movie, <laughs> and that's why you can't pronounce her name, Mike. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. So, what's the score now? What are we sitting at? Uh, six to five. Days okay. Back. What did Mitch smash through a car window to impress the older seniors? I think he pitches a baseball through. Which would be a feat in a car. That would be pretty impressive. Okay. His dick. <laughs> Imagine if that was the answer. Get yeah. a load of this, boys. You guys missed where it really gets really gets smutty in the middle there. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think they're doing like the tropey knocking mailboxes off with a baseball bat. But then I think he takes it a step further. He runs out and grabs an actual mailbox and then throws that at a car where it smashes a window out. Okay. Well, I like that thinking but you're both wrong damn it so he is driving along there's a scene again no context but it's also that's just kind of how it was when you had a license you're like 
what can we do for the next 43 minutes? You're like, you're going to go destruct (laughs) stuff. I don't know. Let's go cause damage. (laughs) And they do, they keep riding by and they are scooping up trash cans and launching them at uh, mailboxes. And then they get to one and all of a sudden they're like bowling ball, bowling ball. Earlier in the movie, they when he's getting in the car, he goes, whose bowling ball is this? And the one guy just goes, it's yours, man, <laughs> which is just a great line. <laughs> just to say that to anybody about anything, like, whose shit is this? It's yours, idiot. So he, he hucks it through the back of uh, a windshield. It's a back windshield, too. I didn't know how to word that in the question. <laughs> mm. And they drive off and they stop at a convenience store down the road to get more beer. And all of a sudden, this old guy pulls up and pulls a gun on them. And there's a whole scene about he's got a gun pointed at their face. And I forgot. I was like, oh, yeah, this movie almost took a really dark turn as like a kids getting knocked off in, <laughs> in a parking lot movie. So that's a whole other weird scene that has no context. They speed off. The guy gets drugged by the car for a minute. And then they never reference it again throughout the rest of the movie. That that's would be all I would talk about still to this day if I had a gun pulled on me and I pulled off and the guy held onto the car. Yeah. I'd have a TED talk on it. <laughs> <laughs> all right so both got it wrong there yep six to five two questions left who does wooderson who is matthew mcconaughey's character say that he works for i work for wooderson incorporated you see that's spelled w-o-o-d-e what the hell was i spelling again that's exactly how we say water down here is water <laughs> yeah that's wooderson <laughs> I think he he um, he claims that he works for Aerosmith, and that's how he has front row tickets to the Aerosmith show. Ooh. I like the logic there, Dave. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, that he works for himself. Like he works. I work for me. I work. I for like. Motorcycle. I like the fact that you didn't believe it was a, it was the real answer, which makes me feel like <laughs> it's definitely wrong. So, it's a very sad one. You're both wrong. He just says, "I work for the city," which again, oh. you just gave up on writing that one, writers. Come on. <laughs> I work for God insert. Yeah, we'll we'll put something in there later. And then the day they're shooting it, they're like, shit, it still just says city here. <laughs> so later on, he says, I work for the city. And he has this whole spiel where he's like, it's a couple bucks in my pocket and I can keep beer in my mouth. And I'm he's like four years out of high school, still hanging out with kids. <laughs> See, I knew it. We were discussing this <laughs> yeah. earlier. And he was like, you don't like Matthew McConaughey's character? Like, he's pretty cool. Well, one of the famous lines he says when he, he meets the red-haired girl that's with uh, Tony and uh, whatever the other guy's name is, and he says, that's why I like these high school girls. I get older and they stay the same age, which oh, was something God. we quoted all the time. And now when you look back, you're like, oh, that was a that pedophile. <laughs> problematic. Problematic. That's Chris Hansen to get, come out of the Emporium, and he's like, oh, Mr. Wooderson, <laughs> why don't you have a seat? <laughs> Did you, uh, you're quoted here as saying, all right, all right, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I see you frequent Rackham and Brigham's. (laughs) Yeah. That's a strip joint down the way. Well, that so the whole city thing was later on, Mitch goes in and ends up buying beer at a convenience store. And all the, the guy at the cash register asked this clearly child is, you're 18, right? And he goes, yeah, I just graduated. Got a job with the city. And he just repeats Wooderson's spiel from earlier. Spiel. And the guy's just like, dude, I don't care. Just take the beer. Like, <laughs> I'm like 60 uh, yeah. working at a convenience store. Stuff's not going good. <laughs> don't give a shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys didn't see that guy. He was old. Nope. <laughs> All right, so is it tied up still? or what? I'm up one. You're up yeah, one. Yeah, six to five, last question. So last I need question. to get this right to tie. 
What famous faces do they paint on the statue that they presumably steal? I don't think presumably is a word either. <laughs> I had a D in there somewhere. Yeah. Presumably steal. All right. I was trying to think what this could be, and my brain immediately went to musicians in the 70s. But then I was also thinking they'd have to be pretty recognizable faces to get away with it. And then it hit me, and I've, I'm so confident in this answer, kiss. Because those are like very easy to identify faces that could be painted on a statue. So I'm going with kiss. Okay. I don't know why these guys stuck in my head. Like literally as soon as I heard the question, boom, it's all I could picture. It's probably, <laughs> there's no way this is right, but this is, I swear to God, like this is what I thought of. And I like, I had to go with my gut. Those two old dudes from the Muppets, like <laughs> Waldorf and what, what's the fuck? The grumpy guys. They painted them like the, the grumpy guys from the Muppets. For the win. For the win. I for the tie. I would not hate it. For the it. tie. That would be worth tying with you if that was true. For the tie. I, I, I want to give it, you I want to give you extra like 10 points for how incredible <laughs> that would be. But Dave is right. It was kids. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Again. I was... It makes so much sense because you're painting a face and they have painted faces. Yep. Yes. This was a thing again, no context as to why they don't they don't tell you where they stole these statues from. It's a it's one guy with a drummer boy. So I'm, I'm guessing they're bicentennial statues they stole from their town or something. Uh. It's a drummer boy and I think a, a flute player. So they paint like Gene Simmons on one and maybe Ace Frehley on the other, and then they put a firework at the end of the flute. So when they when everybody comes out of the Emporium, this is a big reveal. They're like, yeah. you got to come see what we did. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. They do that. And then there's just no other reference to it at all. They just go on talking about Aerosmith. And for a second, in my head, I crossed Kiss and Aerosmith. And I was like, did Steven Tyler paint his face? I forget. Like, <laughs> That'd be yeah, wild. Just no, and they're just in the back of an El Camino, which that's the only scene there's the El Camino in. It's weird weird <laughs> i tell you what john we get a lot of questions right if, you know here and there depending on the movie and the context and stuff but every once in a while we get like a pull one out of just like the ether and you get it right it is just so satisfying so i i thank you for giving me this opportunity you did your brain work on that one you you broke it down you're like all right 70s faces who had faces in the 70s mm, who had Kiss, faces. i got it <laughs> mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense but I'm not happy about the fact that I lost Dave seven to five. I kind of wish they would have done ICP paint and not referenced it. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine when, Can when you they imagine? had been around in '93 and they just acted uh, like they were in '93. Yes, oh, in '93. Yes, but I'm saying when they actually enough. made it and they're just like, no, we predicted ICP, dude. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like a random uh, like like in the middle of this movie. There's just like a random reference to time travel. Yeah, and it's like a random scene, and then it just <laughs> is never talked about again. <laughs> Love it. Now, John, most of the characters in this movie are going absolutely nowhere in their life, but I don't think the same is true of you, man. Segue. That was a oh. fucking segue and a half. Everything is all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, perfect. All right. You guys missed that line, right? There's so many famous lines in we that. We did. I mean, that line yeah. I know. That's like the only line I knew from the whole movie, which is right. all right, all right, all right. Yeah. John, we are a fan of your podcast with Matt, mm. but 
I think more importantly, we're a fan of your comedy in general and you. So thank you. Last chance before you head off to buy some Aerosmith tickets. What should people do if they liked your comedy stylings today? You should buy me Aerosmith tickets. They, they are touring again. <laughs> I saw them. I think they're back together. <laughs> Just check out That Rules podcast. It's available everywhere. Oh, subscribe to our YouTube, uh, That Rules Pod, I think. Just search That Rules Podcast on YouTube. I'm trying to get those numbers up. Come out uh, anytime you see me in your area if you follow Montague Comedy. Uh, mostly in the Philly, South Jersey area, but luckily for my day job, I get to travel, so I piggyback some comedy on top of that. I just did Boston show like two months ago. I'm probably going to get be back up there in the fall, so I'll keep you guys posted on when I'm up there. Awesome. I always just assume nice. that all of Massachusetts is in Boston. So you guys will probably be easily able to get there, right? All the, all the important <laughs> parts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, check it out. Oh, there's also, uh, I used to have a golf show that we keep teasing that we're going to bring back called Hacks Comedy Golf. During the pandemic, when couldn't do stand-up, I brought a bunch of random comedians out on a golf course. One, Mostly ones that didn't belong. And in that, I mean, they've never played golf or they're just terrible people that are some of the closest friends I've ever had. So yeah, Hacks Comedy Golf, check that out. So I think we're going to, for Patreon content for that rules, when we start that up, we're going to bring that back. So love yeah. it. Amazing. Yeah. And Pennsylvania is consistently in our top five or six for states where we get our most downloads. So I know that nice. there's somebody listening right now that is in range of one of your shows Let's and go. should go. So you can get in for free. I'm not going to guarantee that, but just show up, walk in. <laughs> Who knows? Tell them I sent you. Love it. Tell them you work for the city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being on, John. Check out Center Cap Pie. Actually, I'm checking it out. You already listened to this. Yeah. Listen to it more. <laughs> Love Agreed. it. Thank you so much, John. Thanks, Thank you, man. John. Wow, Dave. John Montag is a funny guy. John, John, yeah, he was, uh, he's pretty funny. We'll see. We'll see how we feel about the movie. Uh, right about now is when we'll see because it is time for Center Counts. <laughs> cool, cool, cool Center Counts intro. <laughs> it is time for Center Counts. Oh, well, we're going to find out my score right now. Two out of seven. Whoa, wow. I'm too old for this movie. I should have watched this movie when I was in high school. Then maybe I would have enjoyed it a little. I just don't get it. What's hap- what is even the plot? <laughs> there isn't one. There was never a plot. It's just about kids doing illegal things and being mad at adults for being mad at them for doing illegal things. Uh. I don't get it. Okay. I am going to give this a 4.20 out of 7. No further questions. You're an asshole. <laughs> no, I mean, wh- what I like about Linklater, the, the writer and director here, runs true here. Like, he is very much, like you said, not concerned about, like, crazy plot and more tries to make characters that you just watch doing everyday shit. That's it. That's his shtick, just, just like in Boyhood. So what you what you like about him is the fact that he doesn't feel like the thing you're watching needs to have a reason to watch it. Well, no, the reason is just not a plot. The reason is the characters. You, you picture yourself as part of this group of weird dudes with really high socks. I don't know. It's just like characters are a product of the plot and the situation they're they in. I just feel like it's... Plot can be a product of the characters. Like they have to be. Okay, well. This was... Just different schools. The whole plot of this movie was signing a piece of paper. Different, different schools, man. But, well, the, I, the thing is, like, these kids feel very much like what I imagine a high school full of doobie-rolling 70s teen flunkies would be like. 
Like, I think this is it. This is, I felt very real. So I commend him for that. And the soundtrack slaps. I mean, yeah, there's good songs in there. But it's like the same songs that are in every 70s movie. Every 70s movie that has schools in it has schools out on the soundtrack. <laughs> it's in it. Yeah. Everyone. I think I'm probably being generous with my 4.20. I've just never been a huge like rah-rah drugs guy. I'm very much a rule follower. But these people remind me too much of what I bet my dad was like as a teen. So I can't go higher than a 4.20, and that is being generous. These people remind me too much of what I imagine your dad is right now. Uh, Also true. Hashtag fact. But that is Dazed and Confused. We're all dazed and confused out. Dave, what do we have coming up next? Certainly confused. Coming up next, we have on August 23rd, our next TV episode, we're going to be watching Abbott Elementary, season one. Yeah, it's an ABC show. It is critically acclaimed. Uh, I've always kind of wanted to get around to checking it out, and now is the time, my friend. I had never heard of really? it until you texted it to me as an option. Okay, well, I'm excited for it. Yeah, should be an interesting one. But make sure you check out the show notes and check out John's comedy stylings or his podcast, That Rules. Like the space between the first all right and the third all right. It's always all right in the center. (laughs) 